Welcome to another episode of Word From Home, where we speak to artists, athletes and creatives, allowing them to share their story to inspire the next generation to start somewhere. Today's guest is a very good friend of mine. Um, we're just catching up. We want to keep this very, very uh, casual, just like we're just hanging out. Um, he's a former WBC, IKBF, WKBF, World Leftway Championship athlete, and he's undefeated in cage Muay Thai. Wow. And... The president of Mad Invite Co., as you can see on his shirt, the Michael the Badass Badado, the youngest of the three. Welcome, Handsome. Michael. <laughs> <Handsome>. <laughs> Brother, uh, first and foremost, how's training been? Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that he's also about to, ha he's about to, this week he's about to fight on the eight-man eliminator over in Melbourne. His first fight in what, how many? In a year, and the... Prior two years. Yeah, no, nah, it's been a year, but prior yeah. to that fight was the year before. Yeah. And that, um, the year, last year when I fought, it was just a week's notice. Mm. And I fought Blood Diamond. Um, oh, yeah, that's Zealand. right. That's I remember that. So, yeah. I remember that. Well, cheers. Yeah, Thank cheers you for you. jumping yeah. on the show. Uh, first and foremost, how's everything been? How's training been? How's Luke and the girls doing? What have you been up to? Yeah, um, training's been real good. Um, I'm loving my new lifestyle. Yeah. Um, because of COVID, I've, I'm not working in security world anymore. I'm not in the rat race. However, my training has been really, really well. Um, with all the experience underneath my belt, I find um, it's not just about the training, the lifestyle, it's even your rest period, um, the food that you take in, yeah. nutrition, and... Um, like I said, the more, more more older you get, the more knowledge you have you have as well. And my training camp to me has been on top. So, yeah. yeah. And it's been a lot more flexible than usual, right? And you haven't you haven't had to wake up really early to start early and then go to work and then yeah. it's just been yeah it's it's been um it's been real good because like I have been training and like I've been concentrating more on my fitness, mm. um, more on my stamp stamina. Um, and the rest period is, is really important to me because, like, I'm getting older. I mean, I'm 34, turning 35, and mm. I'm not healing like I used to. Back when I was more active um, from 20 to 30, I would just train, train, train every single day. And um, now when I wake up, my back is always sore, mm. and I'm just not really, um, you know, I've got kids as well, and I've got to give my time there. And with my training at the moment, if I'm feeling sore, I have a good power nap have a good sleep have a good rest and um take the the good nutrition um you know supplements to actually help you out with your mm. with your body and um i find like now with that experience underneath my belt i'm just i'm feeling fresh i'm feeling really really good and um mentally i'm uh, physically i'm there so mentally i'm upstairs and we just got to put it all on the game plan right now. So we'll Let's see how we're going. Yeah, so next week, me and my fight in Melbourne, um, it's time for me to demonstrate what I've been practicing. So yeah, we'll see how we go. Mm. Uh, we'll get back to the, we'll get back to the eight man later in the show or at the end of the show, but mm. we want to actually get to know you more. You know, for those that are watching <laughs> that don't know you besides Michael Badass Badado that fights yeah. out of Blacktown Full Force Gym, um, what are the things that you like to do? What hobbies do you have? Um, my favorite hobby is spending time with my immediate family mm. and even just good friends, good company. Um, you know, I live the lifestyle of training, family, but, you know, all those people that are OG and very loyal to me, I give my time to them For as sure. well. Um, and 
yeah, just one of my, my favorite things to do is just hang out with my family, my, my, my brother, my sister, Michelle, mm. uh, my mom. Um, outside of that, um, I do love my fish tanks. I have, uh, as you can see behind me, I've got my favorite fish tanks. And just simple humpies like that, just fish tank, bonsais, and family. That's cool. <laughs> and you're known for, like, when you, whenever you come out to fights, I know that you come out to, like... You, you, you taste the music. <laughs> yeah, Miley <laughs> Cyrus and Taylor Swift. And look, you know, I actually trained to that kind of music. Yeah, and I was going to say that too. You know, like, um, they reckon a taste, a smell, um, you know, even a touch can bring you back in time into, you know, to a time that made you happy. Mm. And sometimes when I hear music like that, I feel I'm in my own zone. I feel young again. And, you know, gone are the days that you want to feel intimidating with this hard kind of music. It makes you train hard. Not me. What makes me train hard is when I'm in my zone. And when I'm in my zone, nothing can stop me. Um, no, I like singing to music I can sing to. And, you know, I've done all the hard work. I've done all the hard training. Do you honestly think that an intimidating That's song true. coming out really hard is going to affect the way you perform? Yeah. No. I smile. I, I want to show people I'm not intimidating. I'm welcoming and... You know, a real champion will knock someone out regardless what kind of music, music you come, out, come out, to. out to. So the music that I come out to is is me. Is the music... Katy like, Perry. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm in my own zone. I mean, I like to think I'm unique. Yeah. I like to think I'm different and you just got to live it. For That's it. right. Be yourself. Um, I know... It must be that Filipino in us, you know, just really trying to be yourself. Like Manny comes out to, you know, just yeah, uh, the that's tiger. Yeah, right. And he actually comes out smiling. Yeah, and, um, and he's just... Good mentor for me as well. Like, I was just like looking up to him and just coming out and just being in your own zone. And um, yeah, massive fan of that. <laughs> so let's go take it back to the very start. How did you actually get started into kickboxing? Because, you know, I've already done one of these interviews with your Kuya Reinhard yeah. Badada, who's one of my, like, I'm quite close to him as yeah. well. How do you, how'd you actually start getting into kickboxing? Um, my, my Kuya is... He paved the way for us. He really did. And by the time I was in high school, year seven, year eight, he was already a Australian champion. Yeah. And um, I look, with him being the champion and you just training, training, training afterwards, it's just so easy to fall into the, the hobby. You know, so like, um, yeah, my brother, Makoya Kuyuren, mm. he, um, he, he showed me the light and I followed. And um, just... That's the ice cream truck. The ice cream truck. <laughs> it's funny that you say that. Every Sunday, as a family ritual, yeah. I actually go out and You're have a Sunday. Me. But um, my family went for a walk. <laughs> so maybe not today. Yeah, like I was saying, um, my brother was um, the world champion, uh, the Australian champion, and it was just so easy. And um, it was just so normal for me to just fall into the sport. Yeah. But um, I say this once, and uh, I've said this once, and I'll say it again. Um, at first, it was pretty cool, but then... Um, with my brother being the world champion and opening up his own gym, he, he kind of casted a shadow um, on me and me and Von. However, no excuses aside, you know it's not my brother's fault that um, he was so successful. So don't use that as an excuse. He actually used me to push and push myself and become my own champion. That's right. And um, and with with someone like Goya and someone like his with the name of um, Ryan Abidado, it's really, he just guides you. And, um, you know, my brother Reinhard, he really did help me and push me to be the world champion. 
and the champion I am today. So um, he knows it down deep, deep down in my heart. I don't have to say it out loud, but mm. I'll thank Makoya for that. For sure, it, um, it's good to know. Um, it's you, we know how hard he works, right? That's here, right. To yeah. say how he works, and it was it was just he made it easier for you guys to follow the path. But that's correct. What we see in not just Muay Thai kickboxing or any sport or any any sort of uh, professional um a professional athlete or prof- any profession at all the youngest usually is the most talented out of the th- out of the yeah. other brothers or sisters they always come out like the ball brothers i don't know if you've yeah. ever heard of them in basketball but lamello balls like he's just come and been yeah. been involved and he's now the most hey, he's the right, best one because right he watches that. everything right that's right because like i was raised by champions and uh, i've always had my koya to guide me so um people just automatically thought that the youngest would um, pick up um, all that talent. Mm. Um, yes, I put in the hard work and mm. um, it was just easy for me to get that talent, uh, which I like to think it was because my brother just paved the way. Yeah. But I'm not the youngest anymore. There's Ren's son. There's my now, my son. So the, the Bedada line is going <laughs> to keep going and um, we'll see what the future holds. Like Isaiah, which is Ren's son, um, he just fought not long ago, and he uh, he did amazing. And I, uh, his listening skills is getting better. Mm. And um, I could see um, him slowly taking over us, and that'll be good if he does. I really want that to happen. And um, you know, like us, like you said, the youngest one will always pick up yeah. from the oldest. So hopefully he'll pick up plus some of my. He's got your son, and then he's got his other brothers as That's well. That's correct. Like, correct. There's a so, whole lineage on the way. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm feeling. I'm feeling Isaiah, like uh, me and Isaiah actually talk uh, yeah. and we talk about um, like basketball shoes and <laughs> he, he collects shoes, he sells shoes and that. And you can tell that he's dedicated and yeah, he's, he's talented passionate. and skilled, you know. Yeah. He's not just doing it because yeah. his dad owns a gym. He's actually, well, the he puts thing in was the hard like, um, um, He's at that age where he's able to hit me and um, give me a good run from a sparring. And time to time we'll be sparring and we'll be sparring hard. Yeah. Um, and... Sometimes after sparring, I'll just be like, man, I dread, I even say this to him all the time, I dread the day you're going to put it on me. Yeah. And I go, today's not that day. <laughs> and he just you always laughs and cuddles. Yeah. However, my son is only five months old and um, it kind of hit me hard the other day. And I was like, I can't wait for my son to be at that age where me and him are going toe to toe and I can show him some of my, uh, my fast, um, my moves, the jab. The, my fast jab. <laughs> And I thought about it and I was like, he'll be at least 15 because I know I was around 15, 16 when mm. I was giving um, you know, like people with twice my age a yeah. good run for the money. I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I'll be 50 years old really? by the time my son is able to get, put it on me, I reckon. <laughs> and it, it, just, it just shocks me. Just where did that oh, time yeah. go? And where is that yeah. time is going to go? But um, look, life happens and time is going to happen and hopefully that time will come up That'll soon. Cool. But then... Um, I'll be a happy old happy man. <laughs> What's the so we're not going to forget you. So there's three the the three brothers Reinhard, yep. Koyovan, um, you and yep. your younger sister Michelle. Yep. What's the dynamic between you and Michelle as the youngest ones and yeah. the bond between? I gotta you, say you she she did it smart. Us um, Bidado brothers, we were the brawl. Michelle, she's definitely the brains. Um, she is the only Bidado to graduate here in. Um, graduate uni here yeah. in australia and i'm so proud of that yeah. I'm, I'm so proud of michelle and she's she basically lives a lifestyle that i'll look at her and i'll be like man i wish i was michelle you know and she 
she is something that I even look up to, you know, mm. and um, she's doing awesome in life. And, you know, it's, it's funny having, um, you know, two older brothers and you got Michelle, younger sister. We have seasons and I wouldn't even say seasons. You have times where you're, you're close to one more, one brother and then you're close to the other brother. Like when I had my daughter, Charlotte, I was really, really close to Ren that I find because we had something to, um, to relate to. We had kids where, um, you know, Von and Michelle did it. So I was more leaning towards Ren when every time when we were going to the parks or mm. anything like that. Now that we're more older, I'm trying to, um, you know, um, get my own brand going. Me and Michelle are more closer. We're talking about more business, business and she's educating me and she's educating me, me on um, social media, which she specializes in. Yeah, and, and marketing, um, yeah. Yeah, and um, I find that me at the, me at the moment, me and Michelle are, are, are very close. close and we're always close. Me, Michelle, Ren. I know at times we look like we're fighting like cats and dogs, <laughs> which is in the outside. But deep down inside, we don't even have to show it or prove it or even say it. We know we love each other. Yeah, it's all love. So, yeah, well, all the love's there. Families go through that all the time. Every, yep. every family goes through that. But uh, I see the bond you guys have. And it's cool seeing Michelle doing very well, you know, with Orville. Orville's the nicest guy. Too. Yeah, he always, yeah. He's always, like, he'll always help me with video setting up. Yeah. And I'll always... I'll message him, he'll call me, he's the man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michelle living, they're, they're living Kuji now, like yeah. they're doing well. They're living I'm happy to a, see them a good lifestyle life, yeah. and I'm happy. And um, yeah. she's actually a very good auntie to my kids as well. Yeah. Um, she really spoils my kids. And when even on the phone, they, they interact and they talk. And that's the kind of relationship uh, I'm just so proud to, to show off and say. So, yeah. yeah and you can see that, you can see that on social media. Yeah. And just the you can way. see it in our smile too. <laughs> Michael, we're in your career, you've had some big fights with the names of uh, Brad Riddell, Tutu, yep. you just mentioned Blood Diamond earlier, yep. Jason Sherry. Um, yep. Which of your fights throughout your career stand out the most? I've got to say, Johan Ledon. Um, yep. He was a nine times world champion when I fought him. He fought John Wayne Parr just before I fought him. So when we were scheduled to fight, Everyone thought, man, John Wayne, ah, sorry, um, Johan Ledon, he's got this. He's not from out here, right? No, he's, um, he's a French, French champion. French. And um, he's, um, he's really well known. He's fought some of the best of the best of the best. He's fought John Wayne Parr. He's fought Bacal. He's fought Jotinklai several times. I didn't even know that they... Yeah, he fought, yeah, he fought um, Jotinklai twice, he said. And um, when I was fighting him, I was the CMT champion. So people were like, Man, Michael's got no chance, you know, and that was a very close fight between John Wayne Parr and yeah. Jan. So when I fought him, I, I knocked him out cold. And like even John Wayne Parr said himself, and that was a 50 to 1 chance that people thought he was going to win. And not only did I win, I knocked him out. So that fight really, really, um, it's probably by far one of the best fights that I've ever had because it was against the grain. It was really against um, what people were thinking how the ending was going to be. And, um, it was a dream came true, and that really put me on the map, considering mm. um, that put me on the world map. And it gave me a good opportunities to fight around the world. After that fight, I was able to fight in Paris. It's, um, Paris. Yeah. So I, I, that fight that was, was a rematch, was it? A rematch. A rematch. And Johan did win. Yeah. Um, um, they called it redemption. Yeah. He beat me in points. And I'm going to honestly say it was one of the best technical fight I've ever done. Um, they took away my elbows. It was, it was with padding. Yeah. But um, padding. Did you want more? 
Do you want one more? That's a cute Let's question. Fight in the week. Yeah. <laughs> now we're good. One glass. Here we go. Now, so yeah, that fight uh, really puts uh, puts some good memories in me. That yeah, was one of the opened up some opportunity opportunities for you because yes. you went straight into Lethway after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you signed with Lethway. Yeah, and I'm look. Um, yeah, tell us about it. speak. With with Lethway, like um, look, I, I I finished what I had to do in kickboxing. I finished what I had to do in Muay Thai. And I remember speaking to Steve McKinnon, one of my mentors, one of my trainers, and he was saying that, well, I was telling him that I think, um, I think I've done what I needed to do in fighting. I think I'm going to retire. <laughs> he gave, he was like, Michael, you're at the best position in your life. You have experience that money cannot buy. And um, when he said that, I kind of like just snapped out of it. I was like, you know what? You're right. Mm. And then I wanted to... To take another leap of faith. So I started doing this bare knuckle fighting. And that was awesome. I fought two of the best contenders in their country, uh, 2-2 and um, Saw. Now, um, when you fight bare knuckle, you have to not just... um, You have to win by knockout. You have to win by knockout. I am not done in my career with the bare knuckle. I am coming back. I reckon... I truly believe I won that world title. I reckon I won that. However... Like I said, you got to win by knockout. You got to win convincingly. Yeah. So I'm not gonna leave it to judges next, <laughs> next time. time. But um, yeah, that was a while ago as well. So with the way the world is going, with the way COVID is, um, you know, they're not sending any athletes overseas. So that is my chance. That is my time now to get my to my to get my budding gear, start training, and and yeah, here I am. I'm, I'm next fighting week. next week. So um, who who knows where the next three to five, even 10 years is going to take yeah. me. So I don't care how long it's going to take me. I'm going to get that championship. Yep. I'm glad that you're getting back into it though. Like yeah. there was a point, there was a part where you were just, you weren't really in, yeah, in depth was just, in training. Yeah, training. well, I had the kids and, and no excuses, but like not only that, like fighting is my hobby. Fighting is what I do that I love, you know? And um, this house that I'm in, um, Fighting did not get me this house. Working hard got me my house. Working um, uh, nine to five job got me this house. And Muay Thai fighters, we do not earn a lot. But just for anyone listening out there, um, and you can just relate to kickboxing, you can relate to fighting, you can relate to, to anything. If you truly love what you're doing, doesn't matter how much money you make, you'll find a way to do it. That's and true. I was earning peanuts. And you know what? I was any peanuts. I didn't care. I loved it. I loved knocking people out. And I still did it. You know what I mean? And at that time, I was like, you know what? I think I've done what I needed to do. Nah. Well, life is life has been real good to me lately. I've got a new lifestyle. And now that I've got a new lifestyle, I can pick and choose where I want to fight. I can train when I want to train. I'll sleep when I want to sleep. I'll eat what I want to eat. So nothing's stopping me now. The only thing stopping me is me. And... At the moment, the way the world is going, I'm just going to train. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but like, there's bigger, there's more things to life than actual fighting itself. Right now, I'm on the path of not just fighting, um, just building on me, building on my brand and building on my family. So, you know, I've spent a lot of time just training, training, training and just working. And I kind of like missed out on some of my smaller things to, for my kids. And I just realized, uh, you know what, you can't, can't neglect the kids and some mm-hmm. of the memories so 
right now, I'm focusing on building us. I'm focusing on building my brand. And that's it, full stop. And if I have to fight to get more extra exposure, that's what I'm going to do. It takes so a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for the bigger picture. Yeah. Not just fighting. It's not just a world title. It's expanding. Yourself. So, yeah. Yeah, Michael, the brand. Michael, the business. Because yeah. if people don't know, like it takes a lot to sacrifice yeah, to, to fight. Does. Like it, it takes really, a really lot does. out of you. Um, you know, those times when <laughs> everyone's out drinking or <laughs> those times that everyone's yeah, out having like, just family occasions, just yes. family occasions as it is. And I've missed a lot, lot of weddings, um, christenings, and a lot, even yeah. just birthday parties because, you know, like, um, so <laughs> I'll give you an example. Next week I'm fighting in Melbourne. It's my daughter's birthday next week. Mm. And... Um, yes, I'm going to miss my daughter's birthday, but I'm going to come home 20,000 more richer. I'm going to win that tournament. And we've already put a date for me and my wife to, to celebrate when I get back. But, um, you know, like, like I said, I, am not, I don't feel guilty going to Melbourne and doing what I have to do for work because I've already spent my time, my love, and my, my commitment with my family. So... Yeah. If I do love her every single day and I've, I live a father figure every single day, and I'm sure that I'm going by next week, it won't take a dent, even though it's her birthday because, yeah. you know, like that's just the date. But realistically, I've been there for my daughter and I always will be. So I will be missing the birthday. On the day. And the birthday. Yeah. But however, I'll come back home as a champion and still live that everyday father lifestyle. This is the concept that I needed and yeah. I, I want you to, I, I definitely want to see you come home yeah. victorious over that. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm some of the best. I don't see it going any other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've fought in several um, four-man and eight-man eliminators. I have been in three or four of the finals. And um, like I said, nothing is stopping me from winning this. There, there's no one stopping me. I've ha Out of all the... F eight fighters I am the most decorated and the most experienced um, you know like the promoters pick the best in Australia I consider myself best in the world you know so um, even though that some of the guys that are in the tournament I know um, and want to prove themselves good I don't need them I don't need to prove my, um, them or themselves yeah. let's just fight and let the action do the talking and um Okay, like I said, I've been to several finals. Um, I've, it's not my first rodeo. However, in the game of boxing, in the game of kickboxing, in the game of fighting, full stop, it can go e either way. So yeah. no one's not going to stop me but me. Yeah. We'll see what kind of position I'm going to put myself in. <laughs> Speaking of that, you, you are undefeated in Cage Muay Thai. So yep. if people, for people that don't know, Cage Muay Thai is uh, John Wayne Parr's promotion back in Queensland where mm -hmm. he would have a cage set up just like MMA mm -hmm. and then he would have the four-ounce MMA gloves, but it's strictly stand-up Muay Thai only. Yeah. And the no best of the best in Australia no back throwing, then. Yeah. No, no, uh, there's clinching, but not the not wrestling on the ground. Yeah. But it's just normal Muay Thai rules, but with four ounce mm -hmm. in a cage. So it's a, it, it's everything that you want to watch when you usually watch MMA, the yeah. knockouts. So. Yeah. yeah. So you're undefeated in cage Muay Thai. I think it's seven and zero. Oh? Eight and zero. Oh. Eight and zero. Oh, sorry. And tell us about the difference between you know cage Muay Thai compared to traditional Muay Thai, and why do you think your style of fighting translates well into yeah. the cage? Before I continue that, it's 8-0 and 
and with eight knockouts. Yeah, eight knockouts. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to add that in. Um, look, it is different from four-ounce gloves to your normal 10-ounce gloves. Um, my style of fighting is I just throw those elbows. I throw those punches. And um, I was notorious for knocking people out because I just go, once we touch gloves, I'll go for the knockout. Um, that's what people want to see. That's what people want to... Um, that, what they pay to see the you know like boxing and fighting has been around for centuries you know so here we are knocking people out now imagine knocking people out with four ounce gloves you got a better chance knocking them out with four ounce than actual ten ounce and um some people have that style of just going out there and knocking people out and that's you. you know it's, it's <laughs> me and you know i like to think that why make the fight go for five rounds when you can finish them off with one hit in the first round? And um, um, I've had eight fights. Seven, six of them all were first round knockouts. Two of them was um, third round knockouts. And um, I'm proud to say that because like, like I said, that just proves to show you don't worry about um, going the whole distance. I'm, I'm there to knock him out. Yeah. Now, I may stand by some of the fights that I have been through um, did go the distance. Well, at least I can put my hand on my, on my heart and say, look, I tried. I tried to knock him out. Yeah, and yeah. that's what fighting's about. You just give it all your heart. And once you're in there, you're in there and you're, you're there to win. So what would I have to do to win? That's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of cage Muay Thai, your good friend John Wayne Parr, just announced that he was returning to the cage by on one championship That's for his first fight, right? Yep. So how do you think he'll go? And have you ever had aspirations to go out to one FC? Like, yeah. Um, so we've done one part. I reckon he'll uh, he'll take that win. Yeah. I reckon he's got it. I've got so much faith in that guy. I've got. Um, I believe in him. I he's got this. He's been fighting his whole life, and he'll fight anyone. He'll he'll fight a tree if you have to. Coming off hip surgery too. That's right. That's like one of those yeah. things that know, people would never come back from. That's and he's right. just I've, I saw the videos of him yeah. hitting them pads and. And uh, you know what? He's inspiring me. Yep. He's inspiring people, and he's inspiring me. So, um, learn early that um, with me considering one ship, um, you know, never say never. Uh, I would love to fight on one ship. Um, I did get a contract drawn out for me. But at this stage, I was contracted to yeah, the UFC, uh, UFC, the WLC. And um, now, never, that, know. Uh, n never know. If they give me a contract, I'll review it. We'll see how we go. But like I said, I'm on, the, I'm on, a, I'm on a road to building me. If yeah. that's what I have to do, then I'll do. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. Speaking of John Wayne Parr yeah. and how close you guys have all, like you and Quiran and you have mm -hmm. gotten over the past few years, you fighting on his promotions and such. I wanted to bring up the time when we, I was like maybe 15, <laughs> 16 or so. Yeah, yeah. And he came, into, he came to Sydney to do a, ex, uh, you know, like one of those seminars, That's John right, Wayne yeah, Parr seminar there, there at too. Sydney Uni. We were there. Yep. And it was like, I think you were maybe 19, 20, was, yeah, 21, something 18. like that. It yeah. was your 18, something like that. And yeah. Maybe I was even younger. Yeah. I don't remember. But I remember that you sparred him for the first time. Yeah. It was good because <laughs> after the like seminar, yeah, what actually happened, they handpicked um, champions, they handpicked people and uprising fighters. And I was one of them. And I, <laughs> I remember because I was the only one who gave him a bleeding nose. <laughs> now, what actually happened was um, he, he handpicked me and I was like, yes. And I put on the gear and everyone was like, oh, are you scared? I, I, how was it? And, and are, are you nervous? 
And the honest, honest truth, this is the honest truth, um, I wasn't nervous. By then, I was already raised by champions. I had Stuart McKinnon. I had Steve McKinnon. Yeah. I had Rana Bidado. I had Mavon Bidado. I had, mm. you know, I was already surrounded by champions. And they used to kick my butt in yeah. sparring. And we used to go hard out in sparring. So it was, to me, it was like another day of work. So when I got offered to spar John Wayne, I was like, all right, Michael, keep you cool. <laughs> the next thing you know, I, I snapped one of my jabs too fast. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and like, it was really unfair for him because he was coming off from another spa from someone people. else. And here I am fresh. And he was just doing like an exhibition. Like he yeah, and he's, he's, ch he's chilling out. Hey, hey, come have a spa <laughs> with John Wayne Pine. Yeah. Here you are. Yeah, and I'm just um, putting it on him because I'm, I'm just so, I just wanted to impress to him. Yeah, impress yeah, everyone him. Else and the next thing you know, I, I, he gave him a small bleeding nose. And um, it's funny because I, I remember asking him that. He, he doesn't remember. Where with me, that's going to stay in my memory forever. Yeah, I <laughs> and. I, I, I'll remember that, you know, as a young kid that was yeah. going up through the gym yeah. and just watching that. <laughs> and, uh, and that was the time when uh, it was probably like 07, 08, 09. Was, yeah, and yeah. John Wayne Parr was on the contender. He was fighting in K1. Yes. So he was, he was already well known yeah. to Muay yeah. Thai guys. And now yeah. he's even bigger now because he's yeah. been doing training with yeah. MMA guys. Yeah. And uh, it was so amazing how like time flies like that because I was 18 or I think maybe even 17. And I remember I got out of the car and just by chance when I got out of the car, he was getting out of his car yeah. and um, um, the, the person that dropped him off, I was like, oh my God, guys, that's John Wayne Park. <laughs> and like, he didn't even snob me off. He goes, oh, hey man. And I was like, hey. The nicest guy. Nicest guy. And like, um, he introduced himself and I was like, hey, Michael Bidardo. And he's like, I know who you are. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> And he was like, I'm John Wayne Parr. And I'm like, I know who you are, <laughs> you know? And like, um, it, it's just so funny how like, if you become a champion and you're in the world of fighting and you just stick in the game and you just really give your time, sweat and blood, um, 10 years later, I'm fighting underneath his show and we are talking like, um, like businessmen. We're talking mm. like good friends. We are talking like we know each other and we do know each other, you know? And um. And uh, that, that's one of the memories I'll forever hold. You know, like one time I'm looking at him like, oh my God, you're the awesome. And the next thing you know, we're in the same change room yeah. finishing a fight and it was like, oh, all right, let's get a B. <laughs> you know, and um, for that, I will always be thankful and I'll always hold. So, yeah. yeah. Tell me, that fight between you two, it would never have happened? What, it, what it's funny. Um, I did get offered. Yeah. And I got offered by Angie Parr and... Um, His wife. His wife. Yeah. And this was after I CMT. And we'll, I just came after a big win, knocking someone out. And um, Angie's like, let's pump up the sport. Let's, let's do it. And I just looked at my brother, Reinhard, and Reinhard was like, look, we got too much respect for you. We, we just can't. And mm. then it was funny. It was like having a tag team. It's like, one, you fight for the title. All right, after that title, I'll fight for the exact same title. And you'll be making that vacant. The, the offer came. And like the reason why... Is because back then I was a little, I, I thought I was young in the head, and uh, his experience is all the way up here, and I was down here. So, because I said no to fighting John Wayne Parr in his own show, and um, you know, Angie Parr offered, I, I didn't think I was up to that level, so they they passed me down to the next person, which was Johan Ledon. Mm. And that's when that's like, like I mentioned, that was the fight that put me on the map. Now, if I got offered again with the, the whole John Wayne Parr. 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know where life will take me. Maybe yes, maybe no. Back, back then, I, I just couldn't, I didn't consider it at all. So when I got offered, I was like, man, I just, I just finished fighting um, from a knockout and you want me to fight John Wayne. I'm like, can I have a little bit of time to think about it? <laughs> that was uh, like over five years ago. Now that five years have, have taken over, maybe. We'll see. Like I said, I'm on the, I'm on the road to building on me. And um, he's on his own road of building on him. Maybe we'll fight, maybe we're not. Mm. But like, uh, the offer hasn't come up ever since. But um, I was just too young in the head to say yes. You know, there's a time and place for everything. Mm. And my time wasn't then, you know. So, Plus, yeah. I don't know if you've ever had a fight with one of your friends, but do you think it would be kind of... Yeah, like well, trying to smack a friend, yeah, just like um that Gilbert Burns versus Usman fight last week in the UFC. Yeah, it'd be it, hard. It, it, I think you got to do what you have to do, yeah, and it's like, work. Um, it's just it is just business. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and um, you know, if you're professional, and this is the the world we live in, if mm -hmm. you're in the same weight category, it just has to be done. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's talk about this eight man next week. Yeah. Um, some of the show's top middleweights are involved, uh, including young Cody Trey from, our, from Blacktown, from yeah. Full Force Gym as well, who I know has been going hard in the gym. Mm -hmm. um, give us your thoughts about next week, about some of the fighters there, um, how you think it will go. Yeah, uh, well, it's going to be a good show because they picked the best of the best here in Australia. Yeah. Um, like I said, I've been training real hard for this fight. And not only have I been training my hands, my knees, my, my kicks, I've been training my mind as well. So basically, I like to think that I've been, been training my mind more. So if I'm, I'm ready for people's kicks, I'm ready for people's hands, I'm ready for power, I'm ready for speed, I'm going to put myself in the best position to take that and mm -hmm. give it as well. Um, it is, and I don't want to talk loser talk, but it's anyone's... Anyone can win it. Yeah, Anyone yeah. can win it. But like I said, I'm the most decorated and most experienced fighter in the tournament. And um, already put it, people are already putting me or Charlie in the finals. Charlie? Um, Charlie Bubbs. Oh, Charlie Bubbs. Yeah, yep. he's the uprising fighter here mm -hmm. in Australia. And um, he's fought some of the guys that I've fought. And he's been doing good. He's a, he's a new rising star in Australia. And I, I believe um, he can take it as well. But not while I'm on top. And yeah, uh, it, it's with eight man tournaments, <laughs> you, you can't really pin it and, and just pinpoint who's going who's gonna to be in the final or who's going to win. But um, yeah, all I can say is uh, I'm there to win it, I'm there to, to put on a show, and only time can tell. Yeah. <laughs> For people that don't know what an eight man eliminator is, you start off with eight fighters. And they all fight. Uh, they all have a first fight, and then the winner of that goes into the second round, and the winner of that second round goes into the final, which is kind of like the playoffs, but all in one night. So, a lot of things could happen. Injuries can happen. Um, one person get, has a hard fight. One has an easy knockout the first fight. Like That's the right, the the things that can happen in an eight man. It's all about uh, it. It's as good as you are, but at the same time, there's luck that's involved. There's yes, a lot of things yeah, that's involved like in eight man. Carrying the the injuries from the first fight as well. Mm. It's like something um, from the movie Karate Kid, where the other guy um, kicks, um, hurts his leg. He's still got to carry that injury for the next fight. Yeah. So in the eight man, you're not just um, 
mentally preparing yourself. You've got to physically prepare yourself. And not only that, maybe the first guy that you're fighting is really good with kicks. Maybe the second guy that you're punching, uh, that you're fighting is good with his boxing. That's so it, you've yeah. got to learn how to adapt to each adapt. person because you are fighting three nights, potentially three nights, uh, three fights in one. in one night, which is really hard because even just one fight, uh, you know, is hard as it is. Yeah. Imagine fighting three. So, yeah. A lot of people will go into a fight with a game plan to fight a certain person. The You know how they say styles make fights or style make matches. Yeah. An eight-man, to prepare for an eight-man, everyone's different. So everyone's be, <laughs> different. So how, yeah. how have you prepared for that? You just... No, I've just prepared myself um, physically with, with being fit. Yeah, for yourself. And my stamina. Yeah. And um, you got to account of people's boxing and kicking and then just even their kneeing. So... You know, I've got even my trainer, Luke, my brother, but mm. um, he's been studying on other guys. But um, we've, we've got our own style. We've got a, a game plan at the moment, which I'm not going to say, but the game plan is listen to my trainer. So whatever he says, we're going to have to um, execute it. <laughs> Absolutely. Michael, we'll wrap it up there. Before we do, I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate always how you've made me feel part of the family ever since i was a kid you know all good and all thank good. you for le- thanks for letting our everyone that's been watching thank you for letting them know how you started yeah. T- tell us about how we can tell us about your actual brand that you're saying that you've been doing with the yeah. things that you've been doing and working on uh, guys look i'm building on my brand um it's called mad invite um <laughs> that, the ceo yeah well how that actually um started was i used to um <laughs> I was trolling people on Facebook and like my brother would put an f- awesome beautiful pic and oh look we went out to the beach and there's pictures <laughs> of the beach and uh, a couple photo and I would just go yeah mad invite the next thing you know people are laughing and liking that <laughs> comment and what started off something small is now become my trademark <laughs> I, I would post a photo of me and my kids and people will go, yeah, mad invite, <laughs> you know? And it's kind of like, um, it's just, it, it, what started off small has now become my, my style and my, my thing. And I, I would just troll people and just yeah. write mad invite. I would even just resurface old photos of myself and tell myself mad invite. You know? And that, that started, I can honestly say, um, <laughs> at the end of 2017 or the start of 2018. 18, yeah. You know how I remember? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Me and Chelsea just started dating. And then, you know, I would post up our first <laughs> yeah. photos that we were like when we were starting a date and that. And I'll post it up. And then, <laughs> how I remember is a mad invite. Yeah. And then everyone would start laughing. And then, yeah. You'd, and you'd you know what? People would go, oh, beautiful pig. Where's that at? <laughs> and I hope you had a good time. And you got me going, yeah, mad invite. You know? <laughs> and, and, and it's really, really good like that. And um, even when um, I look at and resurface old photo. I'm like, oh my gosh, goodness, that was like two years ago, and I'm still saying to myself, Mad Invite. So yeah, and like, so that's just my brand, Mad Invite, and um, it's my. So if you look at it, M R C Mad Invite Co. Um, I do have my own training services. Yep. Um, I, I teach and PT stand up um, personal training. It's called Mix PT. Mix, <laughs> Mix. and for Mad Invite Co. And, you know, I don't, I don't know where this brand's going to take me. Who knows? I'll probably want to um, do merchant. I want to probably do, get my own gloves going. But like I said, at the open moment... Open up a gym, maybe? Maybe even open up a gym. Yeah. Um, I don't know where the, the future's going to take me, but 
I just got to build on myself and build on, on this brand because I'm just so thankful I've got this opportunity to, to build on me. Yeah. So, and I have got some awesome and faithful followers out there. They're, I can honestly say that the OGs, for anyone out there in the full force who still like and comment on my stuff, thank you. You know, that's the kind of support I need. I love it when you guys share it and it, it never goes unnoticed, you know. And um, if this if this mad invite is now on a shirt um, within a year, I want... I just can't wait to see what another year can take, you know, and what another year can do. So we'll see where we go from there. <laughs> you know what that means? You're going to have to give me another interview in a year from we now. Will. We will. We'll right. definitely do this again. Um, you guys can follow Michael on Instagram on at Michael underscore badass. You can check out his highlights on YouTube. Uh, you just search him up, Michael Badass Badado. Oh, Canelo just won. <laughs> oh my goodness, we must have missed the knockout. Um, you can, yeah, you can watch his highlights on YouTube, and he's got his fight coming up. You can stay up to date with his upcoming fights. He's got his fight, the eight man um, tickets. Yeah, done. the tickets. Um, I've only got a little bit of tickets left, um, guys. If you're from Melbourne or if you're travelling from Queensland or New South Wales, please come down. I need to sell these tickets. I want the opportunity to fight for the world title in August. If I get these tickets sold, maybe I will, maybe mm -hmm. I won't. But fight opportunities come when I know how to sell. And That's I'm right. not only just selling myself, I'm here to grow. So let's do it, baby. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I want to thank Michael Bedardo once again. Make sure you like, subscribe, and leave a comment if you enjoyed this episode. We'll have more content for you at Start Somewhere Media on Instagram and on YouTube and available on all podcast platforms. Once again, Michael Badass Badado. Thank you, thank you. Oh yeah, shakalaka.